I'm so excited. Okay, my first question is... Oh, wow. Oof. Ooh, that's, a, that's something to start out with. Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it depends on who's I like looking at I think I look queer. Yes. I think I I'm look trans. like the queerest <laughs> that I've I ever looked. That now that I have short blue hair. For the most part, yes. I think like my haircut is... I like to hope that I give off the gay vibe. <laughs> Today, I think uh, I do. The queer vibe. What is looking queer, though? You're listening to Looking, Feeling, Queering, a podcast about what it feels like to look or not look queer. Phoebe and I chat about tampon ads, queer aggression, all-girls schools, Liza Minnelli, and being queen of the GSA. Hello. Hi. Um, my first question is, yeah. do you think you look queer? Nah. Like, how come? Um, I just, I... Am I'm cisgendered and I present femme and I and I there's nothing I don't know I feel like there's there's this image of like dressing queer and it always almost always in my understanding of it falls in line with not standard gender binary stuff and I'm just like yeah. I'm a girl I dress like a girl yeah I dress like like dresses and low cut tops and. <laughs> Florals and frills and for sure. all of that stuff. So, no, I don't look queer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, are there like spaces where you feel queer, where like the space makes you feel like you look queer? I don't think so. I don't know. I always feel because I because I don't think that I look queer mm-hmm. when I do go into queer spaces. I mean, the only example that I can think of is like a gay bar. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone there thinks that I'm, like, some straight girl who just, like, wants to make some gay friends. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, I just, that's that's always what I assume people perceive me to be in those spaces. So, nah. <laughs> what about, like, lipstick lesbian look? I, I mean, I, that, that's, like, a, that's obviously a thing, and that defies the understanding of, like, queerness. Mm-hmm. Or presenting queer, I mean. I don't know, I just never feel like I look queer. I just always, yeah. Has anyone ever told you you look queer? I feel like one time when I was, like, dating a chick, her roommate made some comment about, oh my god, you guys look so gay right now. But that's, like, literally the only thing I can think of that ever happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever feel, like, a pressure to display queerness, whatever that might mean to you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, And I think that that's... It's a pressure that I place on myself mm-hmm. because I feel I don't present queerness in the way I dress or the way I behave. I feel like I have to, like, have a sticker somewhere, which is which yeah. sounds so stupid and, like, diminutive, but, mm-hmm. like, not just a sticker, but I have to mention my sexuality or mention yeah. queerness somehow just so it's, like, a you-know-who-I-am yeah. kind yeah, of a yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's not, like, dimin- I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I feel right. like, 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 things like buttons and patches and yeah. whatever are, like, a huge deal, because it's a way to, without having to always talk about it, yeah. just to, like, be like, here's a little piece of me, and for yeah. some people that's, like, too limiting, because they're like, no, I'm not any one thing. For some people right. that's, like, super cool and um, helpful. I never understood 
when I was in like Gay Street Alliance, like I was like a little baby queer in like seventh mm-hmm. grade before I even knew what I was. <laughs> I remember hearing the phrase, I have to come out to people every time I meet them. Mm-hmm. And that, ne- that never made sense to me. Because I was like, but you just like, you come out once and then like you're out. And like, what do you mean? Right. <laughs> but I think that if, if I'm not, because I don't look or present in a way that, that one would traditionally or typically assume me to be queer, I do, I have to come out to people every time I meet them. And it's never, it's never like, you know what I mean? It's never like, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm queer. I'm, gay. I'm Guess it's, what? <laughs> it's, it's just like a casual mention of, yeah. I dated a girl one time or yeah. like literally anything or like when I came out to my parents, like yeah. those things have to happen at a certain point. And it's, uh, even, even working in Hollywood, everyone's like, oh, like, LA, Hollywood, so, like, inclusive and stuff, but no. No. The, out, well, the outward perception of, of, the, of the industry, because of the, the way that they are, it, it's vocal politically, mm-hmm. the outward perception. So. Yeah, but I feel like even with that, like, it's, it's not the worst place by any means, but it's pretty, like, no. cis gay man-friendly. To- yes, <laughs> yes, yes! I was having this conversation with someone the other day, because we were talking about, um... Pride in West Hollywood, and the Hollywood Reporter did, like, an oral history of the Abbey, mm-hmm. and it was weird, <laughs> because I always perceived the Abbey to be a haven for white cis gay men, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, it has, it has, you know, Tuesday Lady Nights. Sure. Totally. The one night. <laughs> and, um, Liza Minnelli, and, uh, used to go there all the time. Well, Liza Minnelli... I mean, it's kind of a, still a gay man, like, <laughs> But apart from that, it was, like, Carson Kressley. Yeah. And I was just like, great. <laughs> that's, that's a space yeah. that I, that I think, definitely for me. Yeah. Do you so, feel like you ever, like, what makes you not look queer? Like, is it just that you have such a strong aesthetic that is, like, this femme kind of thing? That's that, like, my perception of it. Yeah. Because um, I feel like from what I know of, like, your mom and your family's style is, like, it's an important aesthetic. Absolutely. And and my parents, in the way that they <clears throat> dress and present, they're both cisgendered, and, but in the way they dress and present is very much aligned align with their gender. And mm-hmm. um, my mom is a very preppy East Coast woman. Yeah. She loves her fit and flare like line of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad loves his button down shirts and his loafers and his like yeah. vests and jackets and it's uh I always had a very clear understanding of like the way I wanted to dress. It was never like the way you're supposed to dress. It's just like yeah. the way I like to dress and, and it comes from my parents and it comes from dressing how I grew up understanding femininity and like womanhood mm-hmm. and Dresses and skirts and stuff like that. And I had, I had this realization, like, when I got to college and it was the first time that I ever really, like, I guess a lot of people have this experience in college, but it's, like, the first time I ever dealt with radical queerness Mm -hmm. uh, as a, as, as something other than, like, an abstract concept. Like, a friend of mine on Tumblr is, like, super queer. Right. Like, meeting people and, like, even, even living in LA that I would, that, was just never something that was in my sphere. Yeah. And then I got to college and I understood for the first time that there is an inherent privilege that I have in in being cisgendered and in dressing in a way assumed of a cisgendered woman. And I just have never dealt with any problems with my appearance mm-hmm. as a result of that. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that there are any like appearance stereotypes for people who are bisexual it's just all about like being slutty right 
and like well, being I was gonna duplicitous. Say, like, <laughs> obviously, privilege is a thing, but then also with with not looking queer, yeah. there's kind of this like. I don't know what the word is. It's, like, obviously not oppression, but there's, like, a something with, like, kind of, like, by invisibility where it's, like, yeah. you don't get, you're, like, your identity isn't validated by the world based on what you look like. That's exactly it. It's, it's not. Because I don't present in a queer way and people automatically, because of heteronormativity... <laughs> Just assume that I'm straight, and, um, and, you know, I just got out of a really long, um, heterosexual relationship, so I spent a lot of time with my boyfriend, and I was, obviously, I was still bisexual at the time that I was dating a man, but there was You were? It's crazy, right? It's not a light (laughs) switch. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god, radical new notion. (laughs) Um, like, I just never... And I had I I have throughout my life had the privilege of never having to deal with problems based on problems that exist at the intersection of my appearance and my sexual or gender identity. Mm-hmm. That intersection yeah just never existed for me. But at the same time, like you said, my my queerness was never validated by my appearance. Yeah. So I do have to deal with. Dumb straight people. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. And yeah. also, and also my own insecurities. Yeah. Like, yes, I know that I am bisexual. That's not changing anytime soon. Right. That is my, that is my identity. But I have to ask myself, like, do I make an effort to dress more queer in certain ways mm-hmm. to validate that identity to the outside world? And that's not a pressure that's put upon me that's just right. like me being stupid and insecure and like right. I just right. want people to like just and like know stuff about me like I don't want to talk about it like I'm right. just like, <laughs> yeah well that's like a, a yeah <laughs> so I feel that way right now because I'm growing my hair out with like yeah. gender feels and I'm like I feel great about myself when I'm like hanging out with queer people yes <laughs> it's great but then that, that might exist in the world <laughs> Then the world is just a giant sack of shit a lot of the time. A lot of the time. Yeah, it's true. Um, Cool. Let's talk about hair. Let's talk about hair. Um, Let's talk about hair length and dye and body hair and all your feelings. Um, Go. So my thing with my hair, I've never felt that hair length was associated with gender Mm -hmm. because my mom has always had short hair. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been like you know, varying lengths, but I've never seen her hair past her shoulders, and she had a pixie cut, she's had a pixie cut for the longest time, and like, mm-hmm. it's not that short now, but I just never, and my dad had super long hair mm-hmm. before my brother was born. When my brother was born, he had, like, a ponytail mm-hmm. down to his waist. Wow, I didn't so, know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he was, like, a, he was, like, a huge hippie, like, in the 70s. Yeah. He always had long hair. So, for me, growing up with parents whose hair was just, like, yeah. wank wonk, I just never, um correlated those two things yeah um my hair's been every other every which length and it's really long oh you always love to comment about my hair yeah. like it's really long right now and i want to oh cut god, it, it is soon. so long isn't right it now. crazy <laughs> it's really oh long god. and i want to cut it's it almost soon. mermaid it's almost mermaid do you remember where it was in, in high school it yeah. was like down at my hips yeah, it was like actual crazy. mermaid hair yeah um wow yeah 
That's crazy. I want to dye it. I love hair dye. Yeah, let's talk about hair dye. I love hair dye. When I don't, did you dye your hair for the first time? For the first time, I think it was the summer going into fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, the my, whole thing or just part of it? The whole thing. Um, my mom... Because my dad was just like, I don't give a fuck. My mom, because she's the person I asked you about, asked about dyeing my hair, was like, it's not my decision to make. Mm-hmm. It's, you have to live with the consequences of it. It's your yes. hair. Yeah. Um, if it looks stupid, like, <laughs> you're going to look stupid. I'm not going to look stupid. So, like, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, had, I've always had, like, an open space to like do whatever the fuck I want with my hair mm-hmm. can I curse is that a, yeah. I, okay I've already done it a couple times yeah um, <laughs> I dyed it I wanted it to be like natural red like your red mm-hmm. but it ended up being like fire engine red and mm-hmm. I had really short hair too so it looked like a wig like I looked <laughs> like I had like a bright red fake wig on um and it was actually terrible cool uh, it faded really fast, too, because it was in the summer, and I was in a beach program, so I was, like, in the salt water and in the sun all day, yeah. so within, like, a week, I want to say it went from that bright red to, like, a weird tropical pink color, <laughs> and then I had that for the rest of the summer, so, like, it did nice. look stupid. <laughs> Good. But, um, but that started me on a very, like, long and, uh, involved path of dyeing my hair whenever I get really antsy with it. I've been... Yeah. I've never had black hair. I've been brunette a couple times. I've had red hair a couple times. I love red hair. I'm blonde naturally, but I do highlight it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had streaks of various non-natural colors. I've had blue, purple, green. I want to add some more purple to it. My friend recently, I don't know if you listened to this episode, was just said, like, you're not queer unless you've had purple hair at some point. <laughs> I was like, this is true. <laughs> I love that. And I always really loved the intersection of, like, hair dye and, like, queerness. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say hair dye in that context, I mean, like, non-natural colors, like yeah. Manic Panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the babies. Yes. Just, like, the, the greatest, greatest possible thing. It's, like, this explosion of, like, colors and, like, rainbows. And yeah. It's really fun. And, I don't know, for me, it was never, a, it was never, it was never an action related to my queerness. Yeah. It was just, like, hair! But I think also, do you think that, like, going to an all-girls school had anything to do with, like, how you came to feel about, like, aesthetics for yourself? Um, for and myself, other people? Because I feel probably, like, to I some know, degree. Like, do people dye their hair a bunch? No, actually, no. no. Were you allowed to? You were allowed. Yeah, to. We, we we weren't we weren't allowed to have non natural colors. So like those usually happen in the summer. Mm-hmm. Or oh my god, I remember this one girl who is the great above me. Um, think she's Korean, and so she had that beautiful Asian hair, like mm-hmm. gorgeous, like black straight Asian hair. Mm-hmm. She dyed a streak of it underneath, like at the, at the nape of her neck, violent red. Ooh. And it was so cool, and her hair was like her hair was kind of thick, so you couldn't see it until she put it up, mm-hmm. and then it was like whoa. And she had it during the school year, and it was like <sighs> the most rebellious thing ever. <laughs> and it, I just remember that thinking that that was like that was the height of coolness. Yeah, it was like hidden hair color. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that. Nice. Yeah, cool. Do you have body hair feels? So many. Um, 
weirdly, or maybe not so weirdly, not totally related to my queerness. It's just related to, like, feminism and, like, the patriarchy and expectations Uh of women. I saw this tweet the other day, I guess, like, a screenshot of a tweet that was, um, female body hair is so forbidden that even in razor ads, they're shaving an already bare leg. Yeah. And I'd never thought about that before, and I was like, holy fuck, that's so true. Yeah. And it's, like, horrifying. It's also, like, the, they were so scared of menstruation that, like, the... Blue liquid. liquid. Yeah, blue liquid. Um, I saw this great period, uh, not period, like tampon ad, and it was um, <laughs> a bunch of female athletes, like different ages, different body types, different ethnicities, doing different like sports, and it was shot in like a very Nike way where it's like slow-mo, gritty mm-hmm. lighting, but in every single shot, they were like getting scraped and, like, bleeding and, like, cutting themselves Mm -hmm. and then getting back up and continuing to do the thing. Mm -hmm. And the tagline, it was, like, we never let a little bit of blood get us down. And then it was, like, the tampons. And I was, like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But back to body hair. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I am always asking myself when I shave my legs, like, am I doing this because I'm choosing to do this and because I prefer the aesthetic of a shaved leg? Mm-hmm. Or am I doing this because I've been told I'm, I, I'm, I want this and, this and I only have the illusion of choice? And right. if I don't do it, then I'm doing something wrong. And it's the same thing I struggle with, with, with like, putting on makeup every morning. Because yeah. I don't know if I really like it or if I like it because I've spent my entire life being told I like it. Yeah. Um, I shave it anyway. And I really don't have, like, a reason for it, apart from, like, I'm a weak person. (laughs) Um, Like, I have so much admiration for you and for your embracing of your body hair. Truly. Like, I wish that I was able to just, like, embrace that part of myself. But I I don't. I do still feel, like, dirty about it. Except, whatever, fuck it. Except, (laughs) except my, my, uh, my lady, my lady hair and my lady area. (laughs) That's one place where I am very adamant, like, whatever. I'll shave my legs, shave my armpits, like, whatever. But that's somewhere where no man's (laughs) rules apply. My rules and my rules only. (laughs) Yeah. But I do trim it for the beach. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I have some limits. I don't know. It's it's weird, because I don't... Like, I hate the expectation to shave. Yeah. But I still bend to that expectation. Yeah. But I think that, like, I don't know. I don't think it's something to be, like, shamed about. (laughs) It's not. Like, it's just hair. Yeah. Um, I remember I actually got into a fight with my ex... Because I, like, hadn't shaved for a while. Because I was, like, lazy. Because if I get lazy, like, also especially in the winter when I don't have to, like... I am, I've always been very, I keep, like, interrupting myself. Mm-hmm. I've al- I'm always very concerned with people's perception of me. Mm-hmm. So, I could not give two hoots about having, like, super hairy legs, but as soon as someone mentions it to me, it's yeah. the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was, like, winter, I hadn't shaved, and I was over at his house, and I was, like, sitting on his couch, and, like, my, my leg, I had, like, a skirt, or, like, my, my pants were up, and he just, like... I haven't, haven't shaved in a while. It wasn't anything negative. It was just, yeah. like, just an Noticing, observation. Yeah. And I was like, don't talk about it! Never! <laughs> and he was like, it's just hair. And I was like, I know, it's just hair! Like, just leave it alone, man. It's just hair! And he's yeah. like, I'm all, I'm, I think I'm agreeing with you. I feel like we're on the same page here. <laughs> That's so funny. 
what's what's oh your perception gosh. of of body hair? What are your thoughts? I don't on know. Hair? I <laughs> I don't shave right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hair is like blonde and like it's no big sacrifice for me to right. not shave because like no one notices it and like barely ever get like negative or any comments at all. So like it's not. I love it's not like some great sacrifice. The soft ginger <laughs> hue. Yeah. Like I can it's see like, like blondie ginger. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um. So I don't. I don't mind my like hair. I don't know how I feel about my armpit hair. I don't yeah. shave right now. I don't like it that long, I don't think. Yeah. I really hate shaving like it hurts. So okay. I don't like, like it, I hate when it's like growing in and it's like itchy. Yeah, that's what works. Um, but I like feel super self-conscious of it. So I don't like, don't wear tank tops or whatever. So yeah, except for if I'm like hanging out with a bunch of queers. And you're just like, like what's whatever. up? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I might shave. I think I might be into, like, shaving every couple months, so then it, like, grows in, but it never gets, like, super long. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, for you, piercings and our tattoos are queer in any way? I feel like there is a much easier acceptance of body modifications in the queer community because there is an, because there is an ease of being in your own skin that is facilitated by being in queer spaces Mm -hmm. so if you choose to change your body in any way and you're in a queer space and you're in the queer community it's like just make your like make yourself more comfortable in Mm -hmm. your own skin and that's something that I love for me my body mods are not part of my queer identity I don't know I keep realizing all these things that like (laughs) I don't do anything for my queerness it just (laughs) happens (laughs) um but I do feel more acceptance of them when I am in queer spaces and with queer people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... Keep, keep, I keep coming back to my parents. My dad has a pierced ear. Mm-hmm. They both have tattoos. Your mom has tattoos? They, got, they both got tattoos for their wedding anniversary. Oh, I think For, like, their ninth wedding anniversary. Yeah. So I never perceived them as identities of queerness, or as markers of a queer identity, rather, mm-hmm. because my parents had them. None of my friends' parents ever had them, um, but my mom had, like, two piercings in her ear, and she, like, gave herself the second one, like, in college, and was, or, like, maybe high school, <laughs> or, like, some, like, rebellious crazy story about that. Um, my dad got his ear pierced, because one of my cousins, when she was, like, 13 or 14, mm-hmm. wanted to get her ears pierced, but was really worried about it hurting, and mm-hmm. he's her godfather, and he was like, you know, um, I'll, you know, I'll go with you. I'll get my ear pierced just to prove to you that it doesn't hurt. As because he's that's so cute. It's, it's the cutest thing. And then he gets it done, and he's like, "See, it didn't hurt." And she goes, "Okay, I don't, I don't think I want one though." <laughs> that's so funny. What a con. Um, so, but he has like he has like an earring. I and um, he, he he my dad like wants to be a pirate, so I feel like it's just his way of like being one yeah. percent more pirate. <laughs> I feel like that's like a. Five percent increase at least. I, it's gold, so it's definitely five yeah. <laughs> percent. You can like pretend he stole it from someone and like Barbados. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Um, um, but yeah, no, my body mods are not markers of my queer identity, but they're definitely easier accepted in queer spaces. Like any number of my friends' parents who are like super straight heteronormative people always ask me like, "Oh well, why'd you get that tattoo?" Because mm-hmm. I fucking felt like it. Because <laughs> I like it. Because it looks yeah. good on my body. Yeah. Why did you cut your hair? 
why yeah. are you wearing that ugly skirt? <laughs> like, why? It's the ugliest fucking skirt I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> What's shopping like for you? It's stressful. <laughs> and, like, horrible. And, like, dressing rooms always give me, like, sweaty armpits and, like, anxiety. Yeah. And I always end up hating my body. Even if I find something that yeah. I look great in that I love, I always walk out of there hating my body. Yeah. Um, because of the lack of standardization in women's sizes. Yeah. It, as, like, there's, there, there's no industry standard, so yeah. I could be a four somewhere. Even though I know I'm somewhere closer to, to be, like, between a six and an eight, I could be a four somewhere. Mm-hmm. And because of the patriarchy, like, that makes me feel really good about myself. Yeah. And then I go somewhere else and I'm an eight, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so fucking fat, it's gross, blah. Yeah. But then I can, like, walk thing. out and tell myself, like, those are numbers. Those are fine. They're yeah, not... and they're probably the same size. Anyway. They're probably the exact same size. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and there's just... I just have all these really mixed up feelings. Like, I love going shopping. Mm-hmm. Like, without trying stuff on. Yeah. Like, I love just walking through the store and yeah. um, looking at stuff and imagining... And I, <laughs> I always ask myself if I end up really liking something that isn't typically me. Like, do I like that hippie looking flowy blouse mm-hmm. or do i like the idea of being the kind of person who would already yeah. own that yeah and it's usually almost always the latter <laughs> and i just have these like boho like coachella dreams of my life <laughs> that could be and then i realize yeah. that my boobs are way too big to ever wear that top, and I'm just not gonna work out. Yeah. But stra- shopping's always stressful because I'm just like, what yeah, am I doing for here? Sure. For sure. It's never fun. Um, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit, but do you feel? Uh, I'm, I've been thinking about like queer relationality. So like when you're, um, especially like I think with bisexuality and aesthetics and stuff, like when you are, if you're you were in a heterosexual relationship, so like mm-hmm. what that the dynamics within that, um, how, like, if you ever, like, felt like people were reading you as looking really straight or whatever, and then also, like, like, how do do you have, like, really queer-looking friends, in your opinion, and, like, what is it like to hang out with them? Do you feel like it, like, rubs off on you or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, just you in relation to other people in Um, regards to queer aesthetics. Or understanding queer aesthetics as I know them, you're the queerest-looking friend I have. (laughs) Um... I mean, all of my female friends are cisgenders and present femme, and yeah, I mean, when I was in a heterosexual relationship, I was read as straight. Uh, my partner, cis man, he, you know, was a... Do you, like, talk about it? No, he wasn't really that kind of person. He didn't really ever talk about that. But, um, I didn't ever, like, formally come out to him. There was, like, a casual mention of, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like, I dated this girl one time, and he had, like... He was like a, what? And then I saw that look that was that was not. Oh, let's talk about like the relationship. I was like, oh, he dated a girl. Like, <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, never mind. I'm never bringing it up again. It's garbage. <laughs> men are garbage. <laughs> like I I I love men. I love love women. But like men are garbage. Yeah. I true. will choose women <laughs> every time. <laughs> in friendships, in media, in like you name it. Yeah. women obviously men um, are garbage <laughs> <laughs> men are garbage um, <laughs> anyway. so my best friend are men and i'm pretty sure that they, they would admit the exact same thing well the only not 
worst garbage men are the men who are like, yeah, men are garbage. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, like, we're garbage. <laughs> Hate to break it to anyway, you. Anyway, different, different podcast. <laughs> I'm just going off on so many tangents today. It's kind it's of good. nutso. It's good. Conversational podcast. It's good stuff. Um, um, okay, cool. My last, wait, put me back wait. on track with that last question. I feel like I didn't really answer it. I feel like you... Okay. Um, just, like... I don't know. I think we covered it. Okay. Queer relationality, like, between... Whether, like, both in the relationships, friend or otherwise, and, like, walking down the street. And, yeah. like, perceptions from other people. Yeah. I always talk about queerness more when I'm with queer friends, which, like, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always, hard and fast, always hesitant to bring up queerness and, like, queer politics and mm-hmm. any sort of, like, identity conversation with my straight friends. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I very quickly go to combativeness, that, like, a conversational nature goes away immediately yeah. when I'm discussing certain things. I just get, like, angry like, and aggressive. You're wrong! <laughs> exactly. And I just want to, like, choke someone out and be like, you're so fucking wrong! Yeah. I was really aggressive. <laughs> um, so I, like, don't talk about it without queer people present to, like, back me up or to just, like, participate in the conversation. Um, unless straight friends of mine are just, like, Explain this thing to me. And yeah, I'm like, like well, well right. pronouns are important. Right. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> For sure. Uh, For sure. For that's sure. usually what happens. All right. Here's a question. Hit do me. you ever do, like, have you gone to Pride? Do you have your, like, capital Q or capital G clothes? Um, like, I've actually I'm never been to go Pride. Out on the town. Yeah. Um, do you, like, have you gone to, like, things where you're like, I'm going to look gay? <laughs> Um, no. For example, rainbows. Do you have rainbows? Oh, yeah. I have a couple rainbow things, but I also find that there are a handful of colors in the rainbow that I don't look good in, so I'm always so hesitant to buy, like, rainbow things, so I'm just like, oh, but, like, yellow. Yellow's the worst. Yellow's the worst! Yeah. Um, like, I don't have enough melanin in my skin to not look sick when I wear yellow. Yeah. It's just, like, bad. Like, I'm way too pale. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I've never been to Pride because... Growing up in LA, my perception of pride was it was it was like the West Hollywood gay. It was the cis white gay men pride, and I was like, that's not for me. Right. And and I don't know, like I so I was in Gay Straight Alliance from seventh through twelfth grade because my school my school ran seventh through twelfth, and I was in it all six years. I was the only member by the time I was a senior who had been in it all six years. Mm -hmm. Um, like people in my grade like joined in later, but uh, yeah. So that for me was my. That was my gay clothing that mm-hmm. I had to wear all the time. And it yeah. was, I was always presumed gay because, mm-hmm. like, what's bisexual? Is, like, right. the question that 13-year-olds can't get sure. enough of. Yeah. Um, I was the presumed gay girl. I was the, I was the bastion for questions about queerness. I was also the presumed, like, how do I put this? Um, like, master of all things gay. Mm-hmm. Not just the person to go through, go to with all questions, but if I couldn't answer a question, it, like, that wasn't an option. I yeah. had to know <laughs> everything all the time. Yeah. So being in that club was my gay clothing. Yeah. Nice. And by senior year, 
it wore really heavy. Mm-hmm. And, um, at that point, other friends of mine were queer, and they were out, and it wasn't as much of a thing anymore. But, like, it wore really heavy, because I feel like I, I still was that person. Mm-hmm. Um... So, no, to answer your question, like, no, I never had those, like, actual items of clothing. Just metaphorical. Just metaphorical items of clothing. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of girls. This is, like, really not related. <laughs> but I just, like, need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I went to an all-girls school, and there were a lot of girls, once I, once we all graduated, who came into queer identities post-Marlboro. Mm-hmm. And it's so stressful to know that they will never have to live with, like, the way that... They will never have to feel the way that they made me feel Mm -hmm. for being other. Yeah. That they have now inherited this, like, world and this this generation that is so wonderful and so accepting of these things. Mm -hmm. But they were, like, huge assholes... And it's just like, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. And I that for for me that comes back to like, being in Gay Straight Alliance was my, gay clothing. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So. Uh, for real. Cool. It sucked. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, my last question for you is: What's your favorite piece of clothing? Ooh, my favorite piece of clothing. Yeah, or accessory. Ooh, ooh. You can pick a few. You can break the rules. I just got this skirt that I really like. Mm-hmm. It's, like, denim. It comes a couple inches above my knee. It has, like, like the button front skirt. Mm, cute, yeah. Which is, like, trendy. It's, like, a thing. Yeah. And I've been, I spent so long looking for one that I liked, and I was, like, looking at Amazon, and I was at Nordstrom's, but they were all, like, a couple hundred bucks. I was like, fuck, like, I don't want that. And then I was at Target with my mom, and she goes, that's what you want, right? And it was like 18 bucks. And I was yes. like, yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I have this worn Rolling Stone t-shirt that's like oversized and like scoop neck that I got at H&M like 10 years ago for like five bucks. Nice. And it's been through so much shit with me and I love it. And it fe- I, feel, I feel really confident in it. And I like, I look, and I look okay in it, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you like amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, what are my other... I have a couple. Um, I have this sweatshirt that doesn't fit me anymore. It's this bright green hoodie that says... That has, like, the um, Fenway Park sign mm-hmm. on the chest. And all of my cousins one year, we all got them. Mm-hmm. And we spent this one summer, like, in Maine. Like, no one should have been wearing sweatshirts. We were all wearing these bright green sweatshirts, <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> and it has, like... My, mine has, like, a tea stain on it. But I love fucking love that sweatshirt so much. Love it. It's great. Most of the things that I love in my closet, I look at them and it's not about how I look in them. It's about, like, what they are to me. Um, Like the NYU sweatshirt that I got when I came to visit you. Every time I wear it and every time someone goes, oh my god, did you go to NYU? And I get to say, no, I don't. My best friend goes there. Let me tell you about how great she is. Cute. That's what I love about the things that I love. That's so cute. Any opportunity I have to brag about my friends and how smart they are, oh I'm in. This. I'm so in. <laughs> Yay, friends. Yay, friends. <laughs> Amazing. It's like a perfect place. 
thank you for listening to Looking, Feeling, Queering with me, Leah Miller. Check out our Twitter at LFQ Podcast to see other episodes and great quotes.